Welcome to Muller Street Talks, where we discuss topics around pensions and investment. I'm Sandra Wolf, editor at Mallow Street, and in this episode, I look at the role that Collective Defined Contribution Schemes, or CDC, could play for savers, and what expanding the concept to multi-employer providers and decumulation-only products could mean. Many say CDC, which pulls longevity and investment risk, would provide greater security than drawdown, but higher incomes than annuities. But the benefits are not guaranteed, as they are in DB. The Pensions Policy Institute has said that while people could remain invested in higher-risk assets for longer in CDC schemes and thus receive higher incomes on the whole, annual benefit changes would be more volatile. Concerns about intergenerational fairness and communication also persist. A significant minority in the pension sector are not so keen on getting CDC introduced quickly. 30% of respondents to a recent consultation raised concerns about the immediate introduction of CDC schemes and want to see further consideration of the role they will play in decumulation. As this new type of pension scheme takes shape, what might its impact be on Britain's pensions landscape? Discussing this with me today is Andy O'Regan, Employer and Strategic Partnerships Director at TPT Retirement Solutions, a provider of defined benefit and defined contribution pensions. Andy, welcome. You work at TPT, which is a DC Master Trust. It also has a DB offering. Could you explain a little bit how that works? Yeah, thanks, Sandra. Um, yeah, at TPT, we're a both a DB Master Trust and a DC Master Trust. So um, we started back over 75 years ago providing DB benefits, um, and we have over 60 DB se- segregated sections in our, in our scheme. Um, and we've also got a DC Master Trust as well. So collectively around 10 billion uh, assets under management. Uh, and we service about 2,500 sponsoring employers with our pension scheme and over 400,000 scheme members. Okay. I wanted to talk to you about something that sort of sits a little bit between DB and DC, which is collective defined contribution. As most people in the pensions industry know, this is being developed or has been developed by Royal Mail and the CWU Union together with the government. The Royal Mail plan is to be launched and the government now also wants to develop open CDC to multi-employer schemes. Many expect DC master trusts to fill that space. How are master trusts suited to provide this? First of all, just broadly on the CDC, we think there's a potential, you know, to significantly improve the retirement benefits for millions of people. And so we're closely monitoring the demand. But back to your question, we think that the size and capabilities of Master Trusts, so we talk about, I guess, both DB Master Trusts and DC Master Trusts, should make it easier to deliver the multi-employer CDC solution. We actually see that CDC is closer to DB in terms of its administration, uh, record keeping, etc. I think scale and experience is important. So if the Master Trust has got significant scale already and experience in delivering solutions to many employers, uh, then that's attractive. Mm -hmm. But is the demand there, do you think? Is there enough to make a case for multi-employer CDC? Yeah, that's a a really good question. We're, We're hoping that there will be interest, as you'd expect, and what we've, we've done uh, earlier in the year is held roundtable discussions with, with interested businesses sort of within the housing sector initially on multi-employer schemes. So we had 18 employers attend a, a roundtable in the, earlier in the year. We've been working with the Royal Society of 
for Arts, and their co-chair joined a presentation, their co-chair of the CDC Forum, should I say. But overall, we've spoken to over 50 potential sponsoring employers covering 35,000 members, and the, the general interest in a multi-employer scheme is strong. Right. And um, do you see any employers that are more likely to go for this option? Is it employers that have DB schemes, DC schemes, employers with a public sector history? We think that the, the DB, DC scheme sort of question is relevant here. So we think CDC schemes are, are much less burdensome and costly for, for employers than, than comparing to a DB arrangement. So moving to a CDC scheme from, from a DB, you know, could be particularly appealing because it, it removes that open-ended guarantee. But having said that, so sort of employers with DC schemes, that if they move to a CDC scheme, it provides a whole-of-life pension, it's expected to provide better outcomes than DC, and it means for their members that their members don't have to make complex financial decisions. So that could enable firms that offer a, a CDC scheme to attract and retain key staff, because it might help them stand out from the crowd. So we do think it probably is attractive to DB employers, but equally there are reasons why DC employers might take it up as well. But we do actually think there's place for, for all three. We think it's a good pillar, those that want to stick with DB, the CDC as a middle ground and DC option as well. And what would it mean for DB members if the DB scheme was closed and replaced with CDC? So I suppose it comes back to the basics of, of what the benefits are. So a DB scheme, as the name suggests, is the member gets a defined benefit at, at retirement. And so active DB members will be used to that. They'll be used to a, a benefit that's defined at retirement. And CDC is very similar. So the benefits are defined at retirement with the exception of the annual adjustment that's based on experience. So depending on the structure and the benefits, the, the individual members could get very similar benefits within CDC, just not, not that guaranteed increase year on year. I suppose the alternative, I would say, for the employer would be to introduce a DC option or carry on their DB. But their DC option, we expect that that wouldn't provide as much benefit as CDC, and that's because of the investment pooling. So with a, a DC scheme, they typically have de-risking on the investments leading up to retirement and through retirement, whereas because of the pooling in CDC, those growth assets there are held longer, it targets and achieves higher levels of benefit. We think that from a member perspective, the structure would be consistent with what they've seen in DB and they can achieve or target the similar levels of benefit as well. In the case of Royal Mail, the CWU has been supportive of CDC. But do you think, you know, closing DB and moving to CDC, which might provide similar benefits, but they're not guaranteed, as you say, and they're very dependent on the investment returns. Would such a move be received equally well by other unions, do you think? Yes, we think so. I mean, there's conversations around pay and benefits are, are complicated, as you know, various parties involved, employer employees, existing scheme trustees, various different unions involved. So reaching a decision where all parties are comfortable, it's not an easy thing to do, hence how long it took in the Royal Mail process, but that CDC was, was found to be the obvious middle ground there. Uh, I presented at the Trade Union Congress event uh, a couple of months ago, and based on feedback from that presentation and, and wider conversations, we think the unions are supportive. So for employers with, with open DB arrangements, I think it's clear that the unions would prefer to keep those DB schemes open, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's obvious to say that. But having CDC as part of that wider benefit package instead of DC be attractive to the unions and sort of 
generate those higher returns that we're talking about, expected returns. But another example, Sandra, there is the teacher's pension scheme. Mm. And there's a lot of employers that participate in that arrangement. And there's a lot of union representation there as well. So employers have been considering their active membership of the teacher's pension scheme for some time. And some employers have set up DC arrangements with TPT in order to, to move away from that DB framework. It's been announced that there's a 5% further increase in employer cost that's coming through in April. So we, we think CDC is ideal for that sector and there's a lot of union representation, as I mentioned, in there. And from a teaching staff perspective, they'd still get a defined level of benefit, perhaps without the guarantees. It potentially helps that employer align benefits between non-teaching and teaching staff. And we think also that marries across to some of the universities, so the post-92 universities, again, with heavy union representation who participate in the teachers' pension scheme. So, you know, I realise I'm singling out one scheme there, but I think it demonstrates that there is broader application as well. So overall, we think that the unions are supportive of, of CDC over DC, and, and it's because of the similarities with DB, but just not picking up those guarantees. Yeah. And as you said, uh, there are some employers in the teacher's pension scheme that don't have the increases um, financed by the government, like post yes, universities. Yeah. You, do you see any challenges? I mean, CDC is, has been very hotly debated, and one of the main criticisms has been about intergenerational fairness. What would you say to that? I, th- I think that is, a fair, that is a fair challenge. The CDC schemes could have the potential for intergenerational inequality, so what we mean by that is that the younger members have got their investments invested for longer in the scheme than the older members. So, you know, why should they get the same benefit? We think that that's, that's fair, but we think there's also an easy solution. If you, in terms of your benefit structure, ensure that the younger members achieve a higher level of benefit than the older members, and there's an element of scale, then that takes out that inequality. And it's also akin to, to some of the DB structures that we've seen in the past. Perhaps they've been the same benefit but often schemes are paying age-related accrual benefits for the same principles because in DB, like CDC, investments are there, investments are pooled. There was an acknowledgement back then when setting up DB schemes that there is that intergenerational element. So it's similar to how it's been treated and adopted for DB, but here we expect it's more than fixed contributions and, and tweaked benefits as opposed to the other way around. Okay. So it depends on the design, the individual design of the uh, CDC scheme? Yeah, very much so, Sandra, yes. Many DB schemes are buying out faster than anticipated. Do you think that will help to focus companies' attention on DC provision or pension provision for current employees? Or is it, on the contrary, will it just you know, mean that pensions will become an afterthought? Yeah, this is a, this, that's a really interesting one because the DB endgame and insurance is really key sort of hot topic in the in the sector at the moment. Mm. Um, and, and let's be honest, D, DB pensions has been pretty tough on employers over, over the decades with deficits building up as they're dealing with the benefit promises. And with some employers having that ability to, to buy out or indeed have, have just bought out, for example, we do think that it creates the opportunity to think about pensions uh, as, as a fresh. So they've dealt with their legacy arrangement. They're not on the hook, if you like, for, for more sort of additional calls on contributions. So then now they can turn to, well, what would would we like to provide to our our membership, our employees? So that gives another option. The other separate answer to this question is, we're seeing a lot of activity in running DB pension schemes on. So there's, and that's again, sort of prevalent uh, dialogue in, in the sector. So 
this is you know where you have your DB and your DC, your DB assets and liabilities closely closely managed and hedged out the risk, but expectation that over time you would build up a surplus. So mm. why would you pass some of that on to an insurer if you could use that surplus for something else? You know, subject to risk and uh, an appetite for risk. So there is a lot of conversations in the industry of which we're part of at TPT. Could we use the surplus in that scheme, for example, to fund ongoing contributions for DC or, or indeed for, for CDC? So they think there is there is a link there between what's happening with the legacy arrangement and what is happening for future pension provision. Yes, and from what I've heard, um, a few employers are actually already doing that. So that is possible in hybrid trusts. Uh, CDC is, is discussed often as a whole-of-life offer, but could also be a retirement vehicle. Is this perhaps something that could have more traction than the whole-of-life solution, you think? Potentially. I mean, we're, we're looking at whole-of-life solution at the moment. That's where you know you build up benefits in your CDC arrangement, like you would do in a DB as you're going through your employment. But we're not opposed to sort of looking at a DC, sort of that retirement solution, which is effectively where you're in a DC fund and then it's a retirement option, like buying an annuity, taking cash, income drawdown, etc. So it just, it would increase that. The one thing I would say in answer to that question is, we think that a whole of life CDC gives you a much more time frame to, to benefit. There's more benefits associated with it. If you think you've got your investments invested over the whole of life, as opposed to just from retirement onwards, compare that to an individual in a DC arrangement where they get to retirement, if they've been in the default package, that would have de-risked leading up to retirement. And then you've got that decision to make. So we think that the whole of life CDC is, is a good conversation at the moment. That's not to say a at-retirement decision could be introduced later. The other point is about regulation. I think the regulations are a little closer in, in terms of the whole of life, given the work on Royal Mail and the consultation yeah. process that we've gone through. I think the at-retirement piece is probably a little bit further away. What we're doing on our DC at the moment is just to improve our at-retirement options. So we're doing some innovative things around that. So there, there are things that you could do in DC to try and bridge that gap a little bit. And what would be needed, do you think, to make CDC really take off in the UK? So we think that understanding and acknowledgement from employers about what CDC is, is key because DB and DC have been in the marketplace for, for so long, you know, introducing a third different type of scheme. We need to get awareness up there. So we've been engaging, as I mentioned earlier on, with as many employers as we can about CDC to understand whether it's something that they'd be interested in. And we've had some really good conversations so we're now looking at some of the sectors that we think it's, it's best. We talked already about housing, universities, independent schools, etc., unionised sectors. So it is a very broad one. We're looking at the member profiles and different schemes that those employers participate in. So that would be my number one. I think my number two would be the regulatory element. So we've got draft regulations coming out, making sure that the timing of that works well, the clarity, working with the industry on those regulations. Mm -hmm. But then we think it's clear that a CDC benefit structure, you know, has the potential to become a multi-employer scheme reality within a year or so. Pensions has been really high on the government's agenda recently. And one of the things that has perhaps taken the industry a bit by surprise is the idea of a pot for life solution. Perhaps not right now, but in the medium or long term, if it comes to fruition. What would that mean for CDC? How would it interact with CDC? Yeah, that certainly took me by surprise, I have to say. Yeah, um, there's a lots of change. Nothing's ever dull in pensions, despite what people might say. So, yeah, in theory, 
Pop for Life, just just to explain our view on Pop for Life, I think it's positive. I think, you know, it, it should, in theory, provide DC members with, you know, a better opportunity to understand that the benefits that they've accumulated through their DC pot. And as a result, the, the saver should, you know, find it easier to make those decisions about the investments and the retirement options, etc. So, and that could also then lead to them saving more for retirement and having a more comfortable retirement. So one thing could lead to the other. There are lots of questions as you mentioned the potential time frame for, for introduction, the administration with employers and how the government could, you know, help members make that value for money assessment on who to who to go for, potential introduction of more pension scams, etc. But, you know, if that were to come in, uh, we do think, like you mentioned, there would be an interaction with CDC. If you've got a member who joins a CDC arrangement, they, they're likely to have some DC pots from previous employment, unless they've been lucky enough to be in DB up until now. One option for CDC would be that they could transfer those pots in to the CDC arrangement to generate that higher CDC pension at retirement. So if they'd already got that single pot arranged, then that could be easier to do. But that's not really sort of a game changer, if you like. Mm-hmm. But from an employer perspective, you know, if Pop for Life does come in and people do take it up rather than just running with an employer's default scheme, mm-hmm. That could mean that the employer, in theory, is paying to multiple arrangements. There could be a clearing structure we don't yet know. So having a collective DC scheme where it's a single scheme, it's back to being that employer scheme, there's clear benefits, might be administratively easier for the employer to deal with relative to the pot for life DC. But they're only really sort of um, on the fringe challenges rather than anything else. Well, lots lots of food for thought and, and it's certainly stays interesting in pensions. Andy, thank you so much for coming to join us and talking a little bit about TPT. No, thanks, Sandra. If you'd like to know more about pensions and investments, please go to mallowstreet.com.